What's up, DGens? Welcome to another episode of Kaibo Genesis Trial by Fire. Please make sure you check out our Twitter at Kaibo Genesis for all updates pertaining to the show. Now, let's get it started. I'd be interested to hear like what your story is. Uh, how did you get involved? Uh, I guess with not just with crypto, but also with like um, your pro <laughs> your project and weed. Uh, I mean, uh, I actually finished high school uh, a year ago. Uh, then, of course, after I finished it, I, look, I was looking for a job, got employed. Uh, and then I started hearing about NFTs and crypto more and more because here in Croatia, uh, people are not very educated about that stuff. Uh, and as, as I was hearing more and more, I was getting more and more interested. And I was like, fuck it, let's try it. And uh, it turned out to be really great. I managed to quit my job uh, two or three months ago uh, and like completely live from uh, from flipping or from investing in, in NFTs. And uh, I always had an idea, like I joined this space, uh, the Solana space, I think uh, in, uh, in December or November last year, something like that. And after joining the communities, I was like, oh shit, I need to make something myself. Uh, I need to start something myself. And here we are now. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's been a smooth ride since this is actually my first project. Uh, we, of course, encountered some uh, problems along the way. But it's been cool because I managed to learn uh, a lot of stuff and work not only on this project, but of uh, working on myself as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to get into that during the podcast as well, because what's more interesting to me than the projects themselves are the people behind them and the stories that you guys have and the ways that you deal with adversity as well as handle the, you know, the successes, right? So maybe we should kick it off. Nine, what do you think? Yeah, I'm for it. Let's yep. Go. Yep. All right. Well, let the people trickle in. All right, let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Trial by Fire. <laughs> I'm your host, Nine God, and with the, with me always, we have the Chief Justice of Underground Citadel himself. Oh my God, Malin Apple. I thought we decided not to, <laughs> to use that name. <laughs> no, I'll go with that, baby, all day. We have a very special guest with us today, guys. We have Copa Cannabis Club and their team. If you, if you want to introduce yourself, please. Yo, guys, uh, we are Copa Canada's. Uh, we are a project that started, I think, uh, a month and two weeks ago. Uh, should I, like, introduce the project fully or just, like... No, no, just uh, yourself. Just you. Okay, uh, my name is Bobby. I'm from Croatia. And uh, I am actually a little bit of everything. I was an actor before. Uh, I was a national swimmer before. Uh, then I got into programming, uh, more specifically Python programming, uh, learned how to make websites, stuff like that, and uh, then decided to join the NFT space and uh, bring value to it. And that's basically it. Awesome. That, that, oh, you, you, you're <laughs> jack of all trades, huh? Dude, I thought you said you graduated <laughs> from cool. high school like last year. How have you right? done all of that? <laughs> Uh, it's because I went to one of the best high schools in Croatia, which had pretty good education, and we managed to like learn uh, a lot of a lot of programming there. And of course, I uh, was taking interest in it and learned a bit uh, myself in my free time. 
and uh, because that was a little, that was kind of, kind of my passion. I was always intrigued in how you can make uh, basically anything you want if you know how to how to uh, program. And uh, it's it's kind of the same with with NFTs. I believe that you can basically make whatever you want, like whatever idea you have. I believe that NFTs uh, make it possible uh, because I kind of look at the people who are buying NFTs as as investors. And if you have any idea and you, for example, don't have money or uh, whatever the reason is, I believe that NFTs make it all possible. Uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah, if, they yeah. sort of do, right? Yeah. They they give you the free, yeah. like this is sort of a space where people can get really excited and they invest into projects that you know maybe you can't go to the bank and get a loan to actually start the project, right? They kind of throw money at you, yeah. and then you gotta you gotta you know roll with the punches, sort of. And that's a whole different ballgame from your traditional business structure. And a lot of these Web3 technologies, especially and NFTs, uh, aim to be a little bit more decentralized in terms of exactly how they roll out their own utilities. And you always have to be faithful to your community and things like that. So can you speak a little bit about like what your experience with that sort of side has been so far? Uh, it, it's been great. Um... Like again, since this is this was the first project, uh, I had trouble like uh, engaging with the community and stuff like that because of course I need to also work uh, on the back end of the project and uh, kind of uh, organize myself and make up a plan for upcoming months and stuff like that. Um, and also I have to like I have to say uh, it's been like really weird uh, like employing people because again <laughs> this is the first time I'm, I'm making a collection. So it's, it's actually been like uh, a, a pretty fun experience meeting new people, uh, hearing their stories, and then uh, employing them. And uh, and uh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's very brave what you're doing, really. Um, you know, you're fresh out. You're you got a, you had a job, and then you just you were. I mean, I guess fortunate enough or skilled enough to make a living off just flipping NFTs. And then ultimately now you are in a position where you're looking to spearhead your own project. So big props to you on that. Uh, I think that just speaks volumes in itself. And uh, you're able to, you know, take that. And some people will just take that and just keep rolling with what they have. But you seem to be wanting to push yourself and challenge yourself to do something um, that's a little bit uncomfortable, for sure like employing people and being responsible for other individuals as well as your own community. That's a, that's a big undertaking. Yes, sir. Exactly. Cool. So I guess what I want to talk about a little bit. So what I like to do during these podcasts is kind of delve into the nitty gritty details of, you know, your project as well as your own experience and whether you can, you know, uh, essentially, roll out the the roadmap that you have established for your own project right so if if you're okay with that let's uh let's jump right into it so could you yeah definitely let's go so maybe it's better if uh, we tell everybody you know exactly what you guys are up to so what's your what's your what's your project what's the overview give me give us like the one sentence as well as like the longer description of exactly what you guys are up to uh, yeah, so Copa Cannabis is essentially a project that is raising awareness towards the cannabis plant, obviously. Uh, not only in the stoner sense of it, but also uh, 
the utility that the cannabis plant has. Uh, in our opinion, we don't think that people and humanity as, as a whole has uh, the dove into the, these utilities. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, I can start talking about it, like, <laughs> but it will be here for a long, long time. I can just start, for example, um, you can make uh, paper out of cannabis. You can make even furniture out of it. Uh, so we don't have to destroy entire ecosystems and the woods uh, to make this stuff. Uh, not to mention that uh, when you plant a tree, it takes a really long time to, to grow. And cannabis plants takes what, like two to four months to grow fully. Uh, you can make even some types of plastic with it. Uh, you can make hempcrete or concrete uh, out of it and even 3D print houses out of it, uh, ecological houses. So we believe that there are so many utilities apart from just smoking and getting high that people maybe don't know or are not educated enough. And that's what we're going to do. Um, what we will also try, but that is force also uh, for, for the long run is uh, try and, and uh, be involved into activist, uh, activist organizations as well. So, in our opinion, uh, cannabis should be legal everywhere. Uh, but of course, <laughs> that is not the case. I mean, the world... Uh, um, that is kind of a long run uh, uh, idea of the project. Uh, while we're working on that and gathering a bigger community and kind of getting involved in the real, uh, real life stuff, uh, we want to reward our holders by uh, some Web3 utilities. For example, Taking, which is the main utility of the first collection that we're going to release. Uh, like some people actually ask me like, uh, why are you having uh, staking as your first utility, like, or the main utility, better said? And uh, my answer always is because uh, if you make a collection and its utility is staking, you're creating a token. And what you're doing basically is creating an entire economy around uh, your community, around your NFTs. And it makes stuff so much easier for the long run because you can just make everything into shared revenue. For your holders which i think is amazing uh that way you're actually giving back to people who support you who believe in you and i think that's what it's all about because we're, we're, we're gonna make it in this space you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i love that okay <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of information there and i kind of want to tackle it piece by piece right so i yeah, yeah of course. i mean I'm, I'm one of the people who who are like pretty uneducated about all the different uses for cannabis uh beyond its use for medicinal purposes because my background is in the biomedical sciences and also as you know the the way to get high right <laughs> so in terms of like making paper and and making 3d houses I, I didn't know that that's really cool uh could you speak a little bit you know about uh how that industry has been evolving and exactly where you see it going in the future uh, yeah, like uh, i've never heard about any company that makes uh cannabis paper i've already did some research uh, read some pdf files and of course the, you can make their uh complete files where uh, they explain how to do it step by step but i don't think that it's evolved enough as it should be um, i think that forests are getting more and more endangered every year and i think that every single one of us can be uh, can agree on that 
um, and I don't think that should happen. And I think we should focus more on cannabis plant for both uh, paper and uh, making furniture. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's one not, of the things that are is like one of the major costs in growing cannabis plants, I guess, is electricity, right? So when it comes to yep. you know lighting and providing the right like temperate like climates for it to actually grow I, I i mean i assume because i i hear these memes all the time that people who grow cannabis to to sell for you know recreational use have to spend a lot of money on electricity bills and that's how the feds can actually catch you right <laughs> yeah yeah it seemed like like the meme where uh, they planted the cannabis in their roof or in their uh how do you say it like um uh, in their attic, and uh, like the uh, the snow uh, w- was melting on that yeah. part, and that's gone. <laughs> yeah. See, see. So where I'm at is actually like they call it the golden triangle, where it's the best conditions to grow, and they grow it almost all year. But just a little educate on this, but to speak to the using it for paper and um, furniture, they're actually using um, hemp. They're using the hemp, um, I guess, whatever. The, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know the math behind it or whatever. But they're using hemp to make create concrete. And they are also making it to use paper. Mm, okay. Yes, sir. Very cool. So they're, they're finding a lot of different ways to, to use cannabis and hemp. As They even have hemp drinks now. They have a whole bunch. There's so many. So beneficial. I, I agree with you. It, it's it was weed was our cannabis was villainized back in what twenties thirties and just the the, the world's never changed its idea about it it's 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 a crime <laughs> but anyways continue <laughs> definitely so how are you how are you planning to use that you know sort of mentality so you you say hemp has all these uh, you know uh, you have a lot of opportunities to use hemp for the good of the world uh, so how are you going to incorporate that into your project. Uh, yeah, so that will of course be um, long term because um, making or better said, starting anything in real life is uh, it, it takes time. Uh, if we wanted to start doing something in the real world, it would need to be an official company. Uh, so uh, only ma- only like starting a company and making a company takes some time. Um, then after that, there is uh, of course creating a whole plan of what to do and uh, actually starting doing it, uh, which is, of course, also uh, not not so easy. But we're here for the long run, man. Like, I, th- I think that a lot of people uh, don't see, uh, like, the bigger picture of stuff. They all, they're always looking, like, for example, a year ahead or a two years ahead. But I don't see why they're not looking 10 years ahead or 20 years ahead. Like, I think that's, that, that should be uh, more uh, emphasis on that. Because, like, uh, for example, uh, in two months, we're gonna have uh, like uh, a big community. We're gonna probably mint out the collection, and uh, but like in 10, 20 years, I believe we're gonna be a major company in the cannabis world. Uh, I mean that that's kind of the goal of it. Um, okay, so I can actually. I, I love to hear that because you know I I love speaking with builders. So where do you see yourself in twenty years? Yeah, so in 20 years, uh, so I, I'll just start by saying that uh, I'm blessed uh, by having a lot of connections in the real world. 
um, all the way from clothing industry to construction industry. Uh, I know people from there. Uh, actually, my one of my friends called me and he said, "Yo, uh, he has a construction company," and he said, "Yo, Bobby, like." Uh, we're starting to develop an idea of 3D printing cannabis houses. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, <laughs> when you like, if you chose a better time to do this or to say this, like, you, it wouldn't be better. Like, uh, he actually called me in the, in the, uh, the best time possible because we were developing also this project. Uh, so, uh, my vision in 20 years is that we're building ecological houses. Uh, we have an idea of also releasing our merch that is going to be made entirely out of cannabis. Uh, so people can, of course, in 20 years uh, buy that merch, of course. Uh, I mean, 20 years is such a long period that legit anything can happen. Uh, yeah. Like uh, our, 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 main, our main goal is actually in 20 years to start uh, utilizing everything we said in the real life. Uh, so starting by this uh, uh, ecological uh, 3D houses, uh, 3D printing of uh, houses, uh, which can lead to, I don't know, how many stuff, like who knows along the way, uh, who am I going to meet, how many more ideas I'm going to get, and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, anything is possible, basically. For sure. Anything is possible, and that's why it's important to have a specific, you know, plan and also certain deliverables in this space, because you people talk about 20 years and the space one week feels like 20 years sometimes right yeah so <laughs> so let's say you're going to become you're aiming to become like this major company using all these cannabis to to create various houses and different applications for cannabis right so in terms of like your roadmap uh how do you envision it playing out um i mean it, <laughs> we, we don't have such a long roadmap uh, we're gonna create roadmaps um, piece by piece. So we currently released the roadmap 1.0. After that, we're gonna release the roadmap 2.0, and so on, so on, so on, uh, as the project goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we see it is, I think we can actually first realize uh, creating uh, clothes out of cannabis and then uh, using it uh, for for our merch. Uh, I don't think that it's also impossible to make. Uh, actually like a real real clothing brand uh, and make clothes out of cannabis um, but I think uh, the merch is the first thing we can utilize uh, from that right so when you're uh, the other thing, so if you're gonna build houses yes, though, yes. right why why choose an nft project why not go the centralized route and just start a company like your friends doing yeah the, the problem are funds and of course uh, we, you need to have uh, a community when you're starting something, in my opinion, at least. Uh, if we were starting as a company only, I don't think anybody would know about us or anybody would give two fucks about us. So starting an NFT uh, project first and introducing people to this concept is, I think, benef- more beneficial for the future. Gotcha. Okay, so how, many, how much of those funds are going to be uh, allocated towards this long-term vision that you have? Uh, I mean, who, who knows, actually. Uh, like, uh, for the first collection, we are, we're using 80% of the funds uh, to go towards the liquidity pool and the community wallet, which I'm going to talk about a bit later. 
uh, after the second, third collection, uh, who knows how many fans we're gonna gather. And uh, of course, my personal money uh, that I'm gonna get for uh, from minting uh, from mint revenue is also gonna go towards realizing that goals. Uh, we are still yet to have any meetings in real life yeah. to see exactly how much that would cost. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think that it's impossible, definitely. Okay. Uh, there are also a lot of investors outside that uh, are willing to help uh, if we develop the idea fully and uh, present them, definitely. Cool. So you're not just only thinking about launching one NFT collection, but several NFT collections, as well as doing maybe a, a token sale to private investors down the line. Is that is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Understood. So then in that case, you know, you have this vision uh, and you have I, the only kind of real thing in the middle that I'm hearing from you is staking and merch, right? Um, yep. So how do, so it's, it's kind of difficult for me to envision, you know, getting from merchandise to building houses, right? So fill in the gap for me. How does that actually happen? Uh, yeah, so basically it's all going to go through my uh, real friend that has the construction company. So we're going to work with them uh, on this project and basically we're going to share the, the profits from it. And uh, our vision, uh, or I mean, yes, our vision is basically to take those profits and to also share it with our NFT holders. Um, gotcha. So how about your friend's experience? Uh, you know, how, how has this business been? Uh, what experience do they have actually building houses? Are they familiar with the use of cannabis as a material? And what are some of the like the, the pros and cons of that as opposed to using traditional building materials? Uh, yeah, so uh, he has been uh, he has had this uh, company. <coughs> Sorry. No, bless you. Sorry. No worries. Thank you. Uh, he, he's, he's had it for uh, like uh, two and a half years. And uh, he started first here in Croatia, and then after his name uh, started to, to blow up a bit, he started doing it internationally uh, in Germany, in Netherlands, uh, in Italy. And uh, I think they are now in, in Osijek here in uh, Croatia. Um, I think the biggest cons of uh, 3D printing houses is learning actually how to do it and making all of these mistakes as you are starting to do it. That's why I also said that it takes a lot of time to, to start uh, making something like that. Um, I think that maybe the first house won't be, won't be good, second also won't be good, but third and fourth maybe will be perfect, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, that's one of the biggest cons, just because it's, it's not researched enough and I don't think enough people are doing it. Uh, so there, there's not a lot of information about it. For sure. Well, so I mean, this, I think it would be really good if uh, before, you know, people invest into the project, if those details are figured out, because that's, that's really where the utility of this project comes in, right? It seems like the, util yeah. the use of cannabis as a material for these various applications. So uh, maybe not, maybe focusing on like 10 different things is uh, too much, right? Definitely, you know, focusing yeah, exactly. on merchandise, increasing the, the brand awareness. Um, that's definitely a solid strategy. And then launching other collections uh, in order to make out, you know, 
execute these different ideas that you have. And I, and I like the passion that you bring and the the fact that you have a connection to a friend who is seems to be supporting you and can help implement some of these applications. Uh, but without understanding exactly the financials and understanding the risk management plan and the operational plan uh, behind it all, it's very difficult for me to say that this is a good idea or not. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. And that is why we are currently focusing only on uh, Web3 utilities. Uh, like stuff that I'm talking about here is not in our uh, white paper or on our roadmap or our website yet, because I don't think that people are ready for it yet. And I don't think that we are ready to start doing anything about it. So it was, uh, it, it, it didn't make sense for me to, to tell people about it and then not do anything about it, for example, for two, three, four years, if you know what I mean. So uh, we're currently only bringing Web3 utility, but of course, as the time goes on, we're going to focus more and more and more on this real life utility. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. I guess let's talk about the Web3 utility then. Um, so you have yes. staking and then you have the emissions of these tokens. What does that emission structure look like and what are some of the burning mechanisms that you have in place? And what sort of research has you, have you done uh, on how to make it more sustainable? Uh, yeah, so we're going to work with SolarLand uh, for that part. Uh, so they're going to build us. Uh, I mean, we're going to build it with them, uh, of course. Uh, we're, we're also uh, talking with them every single day and, and uh, building it. Uh, so our main idea is, of course, you heard me talk about uh, not only the liquidity pool, but also the, uh, the uh, community wallet. So the main idea is here to invest 80% of the mint uh, into both of them. And how we are envisioning it is, uh, I mean, <laughs> since Solana kind of dropped lately, uh, the calculations are a bit wrong. Uh, but what we had in mind is 300k uh, in the liquidity pool and 65k uh, in the uh, community wallet. And the community wallet is basically going to be used to invest in other projects. And how are we going to do that? Uh, we can let our people vote by burning some of these tokens. Um, so when something gets voted, the most we're gonna pick that for this week and uh, we're gonna hold it and sell it later for a profit and then again uh, use that uh, that profit in the liquidity pool uh, 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 what I wanted to say fuck uh, well let's let's I, I want to talk about that uh, basically you're creating a DAO right you're but instead of using tokens as voting and not really burning the and well usually DAOs don't burn their tokens but it seems like your guys are looking to actually have people burn their tokens uh in that case wouldn't it be kind of you know anti-synergistic for people to actually burn their tokens in order to carry out these ventures because you have a liquidity pool of 300k so that is exit liquidity for your users and then you're saying that okay so you can you can go out and you know sell off your tokens uh or you can burn them to use this money which it doesn't directly you know uh, benefit you so do, do yeah, you think I that's that's a, that's a little bit of a conflict there? uh yeah i mean it doesn't have, have any value uh, for now uh i mean because of course i totally get what you're saying like why would somebody burn burn their tokens when they can just replace it for for uh for swana yeah exactly um yeah, uh, I mean, we, we had some ideas of, uh, like, if, if you pick uh, the right, uh, I mean, if you pick the most voted one, 
uh, that you don't actually lose your tokens. That only people who who uh, voted and didn't vote for the one we're gonna pick, only their token, their tokens will get burned. Uh, we had something like that in mind. Uh, perhaps something like uh, if you if you burn it, if you uh, vote for the most voted one, uh, you can enter a raffle for either Solana or one of our NFTs or one of uh, of other uh, NFTs on the market right now. Um, so yeah, and also one uh, one important part for for burning of our tokens is actually uh, second generation, uh, which we're gonna make either by like mutating or by by breeding. I think it's gonna it's uh, pulling more towards mutating right now. So people are gonna use uh, another NFTs and uh, a certain amount of our token and of course. Uh, another NFT that we're gonna make uh, that like it can be like I don't know uh, like uh, uh, like fertilizer for example so when you mix those three uh, the fertilizer the copa cannabis leaf and a certain amount of copa tokens uh, you're gonna uh, make a new NFT uh, basically for free because you stake together those tokens um, and of course one of the uh, things is you're not gonna lose the the one NFT you uh, sent to uh, to mutate. So we're gonna actually have both NFTs. You're gonna burn only uh, the uh, the tokens. Okay, cool. So what is the new mutated NFT? What's the, what's the utility of that? So the, the, the utility of that would essentially be, uh, I mean. Uh, basically nothing it's just like a free nft um we had in mind of uh, releasing it and saying like it has a burning uh, like sorry not burning but a higher uh, staking rate but i don't think that this would be good because if we also release that and people stake both collections i think that uh, we will get drained pretty quickly and uh, our tokenomics uh, would essentially collapse so that i mean that, that would essentially be a free nft uh, at least for now, until we figure something out that will be good for both uh, the holders and for the sustainability of the project. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it's good that you're already thinking about, you know, maintaining, creating a more sustainable tokenomics because that, that is definitely something that um, is high priority for, for any token-based project. Uh, so in terms of in terms of your emission structure, so you, I'm guessing you basically have a flat emission structure, uh, and since you have this secondary collection that's not really affecting token emissions, that's just going to continue to to play out. Do you have any like sort of economic incentives to try and uh, increase the holder coefficient, or in order to actually burn more tokens? Um, I know you have merchandising, so how does the fee structure for that work and how many tokens are you actually expecting to burn versus the selling pressure that these merchandising opportunities will create? Yeah, so we had in mind of uh, letting people buy our merch uh, via our tokens. Uh, I think that's definitely a possibility. Uh, the only problem I'm having is by by making this site. I mean. Uh, I I am a programmer, but I, unfortunately I'm not a Web3 programmer uh, or Web3 developer. Um, so we will definitely have to have to assign that job to either Sololand or someone else. Uh, I I agree with that idea. I think it's it's definitely good, uh, and we're definitely thinking about it. 
Yeah, because like when I was thinking about doing merch for Astros, what I was thinking was, okay, so if we charge Galaxy tokens, which is our like native token, if we charge Galaxy yeah. in order to uh, have people purchase these items, then ultimately the at least the cost has to be dumped onto the token, right? And that creates selling pressure. I mean, if you only sell like $4,000 worth of merchandise, then whatever. But if you're selling like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of merch, that's actually very bad, right? So in, in that sense, we're looking to basically have, you know, ways of generating fiat currency or usdc uh in a, or solana in addition to these sales so that whenever these galaxy tokens are sold in order to get cost then you have a mechanism by which you can actually conduct over-the-counter trades uh, so that you're not actually putting pressure on the liquidity pool itself right so there are like a lot of different ways uh of tackling this question and it's not really so much of a development question because the developers just kind of execute the plan that you create for your roadmap and your utilities uh it's up to you and up to you know whoever your advisors are and whoever's uh, creating the economy for your for your project i think um to make sure to come up with ways that it can be sustainable whether it be through over-the-counter trades or if, if you do and No, decline. You there, Bill? Yeah, sorry. Uh, am I still here? Yeah, you're, you're, you're okay, good. Sorry. Did you cut out, though? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Somebody called on Discord, and apparently that cuts off my 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 Twitter spaces. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it's up to like whoever is doing your economics to really uh, solve that problem, I guess. Um, and if you do have any solutions, then I, I'd love to hear them on this podcast. But if not, you know, that's fine. Uh, we're all, you know, you're you're still building. Everybody's still working on things and building up towards, you know, that that big moment when your your project is actually live, right? Yeah, we're, we're currently working on Pisola and um, not, not not like nothing nothing uh, not, nothing is actually actually done to be honest. But we're definitely working on it. Um, I think that sustainability is like the most important thing uh, for staking projects because if, if if your tokenomics are not sustainable, then why the fuck are you even creating a staking project? Exactly. Uh, or yeah, I totally get you on that part, and we're definitely gonna make sure that our tokenomics are sustainable. Especially if you have uh, a ten to twenty year mind frame time frame, you know, what the <laughs> that you talked about earlier. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, hell yeah, man. I like, uh, the, I like the vision so, yeah. you have. I like the energy that you have. And um, I, I'm sure people will want to help you along the way. So can you talk a little bit about the rest of your team? Um, you know, who's who's involved? Who's handling what aspects? Uh, you're you're kind of a programmer, so that, that probably helps a lot. And uh, But I'm interested in knowing who, who else is on your team that can support you in this endeavor yeah so there's actually my artist in here dr fungi uh like he's he's an awesome guy he's my best friend uh really actually like two minutes from each other and uh, i actually started this with him he's also a co-founder um because like I, I wanted to get him involved he's actually new to this space and i told him like yo 
did you hear about NFTs? Like, what do you say that, like, since you're an artist, uh, that we start something of our own? And he agreed, and I'm so happy to have him with me and to work together. It's been, like, such an awesome journey for now, and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything, basically. Uh, apart from him, uh, I have some friends that I met uh, during this, uh, this uh, NFT journey. So I actually employed uh, one guy as a collab manager. He's called uh, Ancient Soul, an awesome guy from Russia. So he's our collab manager. Uh, also, like while well, employing people, since we got like at least five, six DMs per day telling me, "Yo, do you need this, this, this? I'm this, this, this." So we did like I don't know how many interviews. <laughs> like I did, we did one per day or two per day. I don't know exactly for a week or two. Uh, and we actually employed uh, two people. Uh, one is called D, and the other is called Stacy. Uh, they're not in here right now, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, uh, D is our community manager. Uh, Stacy is our moderator, and that is currently the whole team we have right now. Uh, apart from Solvent, of course, which I don't, I wouldn't call them like uh, part of the team, but our partner that is going to help us build this uh, fully. Uh, apart from Solvent, we've also partnered with uh, the Fellowship. Uh, they doxed ourselves uh, and yeah when we're at doxing I just want to say uh, we wanted to dox ourselves as fast as possible because the amount of rug pulls that were happening before and are still happening is insane and we just want to create uh, a safe community and safe environment from the start uh, that's why we dox ourselves and the fellowship is uh, like a really cool project I love the idea I love the idea of uh, uh, getting giving access uh, uh, to people who are not uh, enough educated on coding. So with, uh, people can now actually make their own collections without coding knowledge, which saves them both time and money, which I think is awesome. So that's why we partnered with them as well. Uh, so these are our partners and the whole team for right now. Uh, as we are expanding, as we are, uh, we are growing more, we're gonna expand the team as well. So yeah. Awesome, man. I love the fellowship and uh, I love you know what they're doing, which is, you know, making it really easy for non-developers to get involved with the space. So uh, I definitely support their their initiatives. Uh, in terms of in terms of actually like you know bringing more people into the space, that's always something that every project needs to think about, and a lot of it has to do with the way that you go about your marketing, right? And making it simple for people to get involved. Right. And then uh, at that time, with that comes uh, a big learning curve, <laughs> I feel, because when I came into this space, I immediately got rugged. Uh, actually, that's the project that we're talking <laughs> Kobo Drakes actually was that project. Um, oh, yeah, awesome. man. This, this project is one that I've derugged. Uh, and initially, you know, it was, it was very difficult because our developer soft rugged us. And I was a volunteer community moderator at that time. So that's how I started my crypto NFT journey. Um, so yeah, man, I, I completely support the, you know, the fact that you guys were brave and, and decided to dox yourselves and uh, really do more than just, you know, people who, I mean, I want to, I want to know as well, like, you know, I, I didn't know the fellowship doxed. Uh, so how do they actually do their doxing procedure? Yeah, yeah. 
so yeah, they asked us for uh, our IDs, of course, and after that they asked us for uh, a bill so they can see our address. Uh, after that we went on a call with them, uh, turned on the cameras and they asked us uh, questions about the project, about the roadmap, uh, are we able to, to fulfill everything we said, and after that uh, it was okay, done. Awesome. So we had our certificate and that's it. Okay, awesome. So yeah, seems like they did their due diligence and I'm happy that, that you guys did that. Uh, Thank you on behalf of the entire community, the Solana ecosystem, for for taking the for being brave and stepping up to do that. Uh, there are too many rugs no in this space. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Safety first, man. I also have to say that, like, I think my first two or three projects were rugs. I still had them in my wallet, just sitting in the unverified section on Magic Eden. Uh, <laughs> so I I don't want uh, for everyone to feel. Like they are gonna get rugged and get in the same position. So I believe that, like, I mean, most of these mints were kind of like free mints because, uh, like, I was scared to invest any real money, like, or any big money in the beginning. But since we are actually working with something that is, like, one Solana is not 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 little in in our country. That is, uh, since Solana is like sixty bucks, that is like two days of work for us, like, which is which is not little. So we don't want to play with anybody's money. And uh, we want to know them that, uh, that we're safe to invest in. Awesome. I mean, I, I wish you the best, man. I think this project has a lot of potential, and I think you have the the passion for it. Uh, I've, you know, down the line, if you have technical specifications of everything that you want to build, um, I would be interested in looking at that and just maybe even hopping on another another one of these spaces with you. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. I'm for it. I'm all, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, we've been building since we. We started and we're gonna continue to build. And uh, this is actually our second space. My first space was yesterday uh, with Rocker Nation, with uh, who was there, Husky Holders, and a couple of other projects. It was it was awesome. This is my second space actually ever, and I'm so excited to do, to do more because I love talking about the, the project itself and about our space, and just generally connect with people and have a good time. And. And if I could put a little piece in, I, I think you guys have a great opportunity, a unique opportunity. I was kind of telling Melon before um, you guys hopped on. It's like crypto and cannabis are kind of in the same stream, I guess I would call it. Like where people are unsure about it. It's still not technically legal, but the majority of the consensus thinks it's a great thing. Cannabis is a it's it's a great drug or not drug sorry it's a great um, <laughs> medicine it, it helps a lot of people um, with their conditions it also has other uses and so does crypto crypto has a lot of great uses and when the government doesn't get a piece of their pie they get really upset and those these two paired together can really drive both industries forward like right now i could if i wanted to well, i live in california so i'm lucky i can hop on my phone i go make a order purchase an order and they'll deliver my cannabis to me right which is great but if i could use crypto it it would just make it a hundred times better it would make it so much easier it there's just so many opportunities for the two to comp um to coexist with each other and it'll drive both industries forward and you guys have a great chance to build on that and be one of the first ones to build on that Dude, Canada got legalized. Uh, marijuana was legalized before I left Canada for Hong Kong, and now I'm finally back, and I haven't tried it even once. 
I am. <laughs> I gotta go to the store and pick one up and try it. No, no, Melon. We need we need you to get work done. If you do, <laughs> no, it, no, it, it takes time like, to get used and get things done. Like uh, yeah, when you start first, you need like uh, not not smoke it so often, but after after some time, like you, you you'll get used to it definitely. I mean, it it, it kind of helped me a lot. Uh, uh, based like of my my real life situation, it, it helped me a lot mentally, uh, both with with uh, depression and, and anxiety. I have to admit, uh, it it kind of helps me focus and get things done. Not think about bullcrap and just focus on on the future. And no, it really does. It it, it helps a lot. It, I I I stopped using it because of work, but. You really get a lot done. You, you you're able to just just like sit down and just get shit done. You know, like I'm not gonna go run a mile on it, but if put me on the computer or put me you know at my desk and I'll be able to knock out a lot of a lot of my projects. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean. Uh... Like uh, here in Croatia, since uh, since it's illegal, uh, we don't have like THC buds, but we do have CBD buds, and I think that like the pace that it's going right now, since more and more legal shops are being opened, I think that like we are actually on the verge of legalizing it. Not gonna lie, so I believe that actually us starting this right now is maybe the best time to start it, uh, yeah. just for this reason. Yeah, the momentum's growing. It definitely. It, I mean, still technically in the U.S., it's illegal, but certain states, it is legal. And CBD is, you know, it, it's awesome. It's all the beneficials of the cannabis, just without the THC, without the hallucinogen, which is which is amazing. And um, but yeah, and then like you're, we kind of went off on the on the 3D or the construction and all that. But I've seen videos where people or the companies are creating these 3D houses. And it's crazy. That that definitely, I think, is the way the, the houses will be built um, within 10, 20 years. It, it's so efficient. It's so much quicker. But yeah, they, um, before before we kind of ended here, um, I said, you're, you're just out of high school. And dude, you have a lot going for you. You're one of those kids I envied in high school. They were smart. They were able to do stuff and still get high and get everything done. But (laughs) (laughs) I I had to do one or the other. It it wouldn't, you know. But um, yeah, if you want to just let everybody know, kind of like your midday, any last words before we sign off? Uh, Yeah, so uh, the mid-date is... uh... To be announced still uh we uh, want to get mint uh, in june slash july uh but it all depends on this collection we are minting right now it's called the investors collection and basically the whole utility behind the investors collection uh is you'll get a free drop of every single future collection uh, for only 0.42 soul um and yeah when we are at the at this investors collection i'm just gonna say quickly that all of our uh, revenue from that goes towards marketing and uh, development. Development is, of course, uh, taking, uh, building the staking website uh, by Solaland uh, and uh, also creating a token and tokenomics. Uh, the marketing part, uh, we already started working on it uh, with some influencers. We want, want to, wanted to start uh, Twitter ads, but they kind of uh, don't work. I don't know why I messaged Twitter, uh, created the support ticket. They still haven't uh, answered. 
but our investors uh, have op- the opportunity to get involved in this uh, marketing. We always ask them, yo, what to do? Is this good or not or bad? What do you think about it? And uh, so there's, that's actually another utility that is pretty cool. And that is being involved in the marketing side of a project. Cool, man. Is it on the fellowship? Can I invent uh, this yeah. investors collection on, on the fellowship? Yes, sir. Cool. Okay, I'll be doing that today. All right. Oh, shit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love what you guys are doing. And uh, from our conversation, I can feel that you guys are very genuine in what you want to do. So I want to support that. Thank right. you very much. Uh, and, thank um, you, guys. Man, before we mm-hmm. go, can you tell Shaq not to call you while we're doing these, please? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. Yeah, can you, can you go ahead and tell that, tell the big man hey, that, please. I, I ghosted him so that I could keep speaking on these spaces. So there you go. All right, all right, guys. Thank you for another episode of Trial by Fire. You guys have a great night or day. Okay, see you guys. See you guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Kaibu Genesis Trial by Fire. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did. Please check out our socials down in the description. And as always, stay safe, friends.